Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, is the one and only Nicholas Osin of 24-7 Sports. And the hits keep coming, Nick. Good Lord. The Iowa State Cyclones have defeated yet another top 10 basketball team earlier this week in Kansas State. And they will be moving up the ranks, hopefully into the top 10 after a weekend down south in Columbia, Missouri. An unbelievable stretch for these Cyclones. And I am so grateful to bear witness. How are you doing tonight, my brother? I'm doing very well. You know, you you spoke highly of the basketball team. I've definitely been enjoying covering that team a lot. And I will be there at the Missouri game to see a little more in person and see if the Cyclones can stay hot in this SEC Big 12 matchup. Nick, I certainly love the midseason breakage in conference play, and there is one man down on Mizzou that I've spent a great deal of time watching in recent transfer, Dre Golston, who most recently played for my alma mater in the Milwaukee Panthers. So I'll be tapped into that game, but also coaching a game myself that afternoon, hoping for a couple victories for our two teams there. But folks, hoops is not what you came to this podcast for today. The National Football League rolls on, and we are heading into one of the most special weekends of the year, championship weekend, two Monster matchups, one down at Arrowhead and another at the link in Philadelphia. This is going to be a historic weekend in the beautiful game of football, and I am going to have my eyes absolutely glued to the television Sunday night. So, folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, juice up. All right, Nick. Let's dive right into it. Two astronomical football games on the horizon this weekend. Before we touch on Chiefs and Bengals, we have to recognize the downfall of the Buffalo Bills and what these Bengals have done on this playoff run. They have silenced the doubters once again. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. And they were counted out from Jump Street in these playoffs. The NFL made plans for a Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game. That is how much these Bengals have been counted out. And they went on the road at Highmark in the snow and absolutely took care of business against the Buffalo Bills. It pains me to say that Josh Allen was not ready for the moment this year. And his connection with Stephon Diggs was non-existent in that football game. And by God, Joe Cool looked absolutely calm and collected in that football game, throwing two touchdowns and spreading the wealth offensively. This Bengals team is no joke. And with a banged-up Chiefs team... I think it could be a very close football game coming down to the wire. 
as we crown an AFC champion making their way to the Super Bowl? So I'm going to start with this, and I think you'll like this. Often, brother, when you say, you know, astronomical, we're hyping this stuff up, it's it's good for the show, it's good for the league. Sometimes I think it's a little bit of hype. This week is different. I am so grateful that Iowa State basketball plays on Saturday. There is a reason both of these spreads started within two points. One of them has even flipped to the other favorite. Haven't checked what it's at today, but man, I think this could be, I think the NFC game could be really, really good. I think the AFC game could be close to Bill's Chiefs level last year. That's how exciting I think these games could be, how excited I am for this weekend. Little shout out, just just a little one to our original friend of the show back when we started six, seven years ago, Taylor Pallon, we were texting, talking about the playoffs this week. He said, I think these are legitimately the four best teams in football. I don't think you always get that in the NFL playoffs, similar to March Madness. That's why it's so fun. I think he is spot on. I give you credit for kind of what you said about the Bengals and probably even being higher on the Bengals than I've been much of the year. I know you picked the Bills and, and they're done, but still, you, you've been high on the Bengals. You've loved Joey B. I like him, but you've probably been on that train a little longer. So just before we each dive into each game and each matchup, had to amp it up and give a little credit there because I'm excited. I'm going to get up early Sunday, knock out three or four hours of work, and just enjoy these games. This is a top three football weekend. Any level of football for me probably comes in at number three. Nick, you have me absolutely over the moon for Sunday's games. And I think you hit it right on the head in terms of these two matchups. This Chiefs-Bengals game is definitely more exciting than Niners and Eagles. And that's because the Chiefs and Bengals both have mediocre defenses. And I'm more of a defensive guy when it comes to the game of football. But if you're looking for high-scoring, high-powered offenses, which the AFC is most known for, that is what you're going to get in the football game down at Arrowhead, so long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy enough to hit his marks in terms of Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has burst onto the scene once again this year. This game could reach unbelievable levels of offense because I really don't think the Chiefs' defense is anything special whatsoever. The Bengals have had huge defensive moments in these playoffs, but they're not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. You mentioned it earlier. The Bengals opened up as two-point favorites, and it has flipped entirely, and the Chiefs currently sit at a one-point favorite heading into the weekend. So it's almost a pick em. It's really going to come down to Patrick Mahomes' health, and can he move outside of the pocket? Because my guess is that ankle is nowhere near 100%. And he's going to have to stand 
and make those pinpoint throws where he very much likes to do everything with his feet. Even when throwing the football, he has to roll out and make across the field passes in order to move the ball in the direction of the end zone. So he's known for magical plays. I don't think we're going to get a lot of those from him on Sunday if he's not in good health. Yeah, you know, as we dig into this game a little bit more, I'm not somebody that, you know, usually reacts too much to this kind of thing, especially at the NFL level. I mean, these guys are pros. But I will say, this Bengals team is a maybe next level of cockiness within this team. I have no issues with it, especially, I mean, Eli Apple, look, I don't think he's that good of a player, but he he's at least consistent in that. Joey B is awesome. And, and again, he hasn't said much. He's a very confident player. But I I'm I got a few Chiefs fans that are friends. I know how much pride Chiefs fans take in Arrowhead Stadium and one of the toughest places to play. I know that, you know, we know plenty of people close to us that have gone to games there. I have a feeling that that Burrowhead talk is not going to go over too well. You mentioned mediocre defenses. Your point is well made. I think they're actually two good defenses, two top 12 units, I believe, certainly Bengals. But compared to 49ers, Eagles, you know, two of the top three or top four units, for sure. We know it's going to come down to Burrow Mahomes. Now, I mean, it's going to make my pick a little bit easier if Mahomes were to be 100%. From what I've been seeing, hearing, the reflection of the line, because actually the line opened at Chiefs minus one, flipped to Cincy. So you're feeding me new information now. If it's back to KC, that bodes well for the Chiefs and Mahomes health. Obviously, Vegas always has kind of some eyes on that. But I've been consistent. I'm very proud. I picked Chiefs Vikings in July. And then I picked Chiefs Niners in December. So my two teams are still alive. Um, and I'm going to be consistent here as we make our AFC picks. I think Mahomes is not not saying the GOAT, not saying he's over Brady. But I think he's the best player at the quarterback position that my eyes have seen. There's nobody I trust more that was solidified in that Bills game last winter, which I did have a little money on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out a name. Kadarius Tony, I think you made a really good point with some of that Bengals defense and pass rush. He's a guy that can get open in that short to middle, kind of like Kelsey, but you know they'll be locked in on Travis. I think he's going to have a decent day on Sunday. Nick, you mentioned a few things there that I would love to touch on, and one being talk about mediocre, and that is Eli Apple. He is a middle of the road run-of-the-mill football player in this league. And, of course, he is heavily online, and he was giving Bills fans and Bills players the business on Twitter this week after they ousted the Bills over the weekend. My favorite thing about the guy is no matter where he is on the field, if there is a pass breakup or a blown play that the Bengals force, he somehow makes it about himself. It is hysterical. This man will throw up his arms and do the no-catch signal 
when he was nowhere near the football. He likes to pretend that he's making game-saving plays, but when it really comes down to it, he's a smack talker. He does a great job of it on the field. Needs to do some work in terms of the online, but he certainly gets in the head of his opponents, and that is what it takes at this level when you get near the Super Bowl and things of that nature. He did the same thing last year, and the Bengals are right back in this same spot. But when you talk about your boy, Patrick Mahomes, Nick, he is battling through a brutal ankle sprain. We saw that thing last weekend. I'm surprised his leg didn't snap because the slowed-down version of that clip was really tough to watch. And if I'm going to give a prediction... I absolutely believe that the Chiefs are going to redeem themselves from last year, put aside that hefty lead at halftime from the AFC Championship a year ago, and lead from the first quarter all the way to the fourth when the clock strikes zero. But it will be a close game and a shootout because these are two stellar quarterbacks in Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, but you said it best all year. Patrick Mahomes, out of all the four teams left, is the best football player and playmaker, regardless of position. He is the one out of these four teams, and he needs to get back to the Super Bowl to build on his legacy. Love that point about Mahomes, so no sweat. I was just going to say kind of what you said about Eli Apple. I hope you remember, and I hope our, our listeners remember, God, this is crazy going on three, two and a half, three years ago when we did our top 10 corners list. But no, I did not have Apple. But I said, I think that's the toughest position in football, especially today. I stand by it. So I do think you have to have a special type of mentality to be to be able to play it well. Um, I'm going to say it's something like a. Geez, 30. I don't see Bengals kicking a lot of field goals. I know they can, but I think they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. I'm going to see something like a 30 to 28 type game. No idea what the over under is. I think it's going to be a really good game. I just think Patrick Mahomes, even if he's 80% healthy to me is still the best football player on the planet. And I promise that chiefs defense will not be perfect, but it will come to play. Nick, you summed it up perfectly there. I don't think Mahomes will be even near 80%. I could see more along the lines of 55 to 60, especially at this point in the season. But I think he's sick and tired of getting to the AFC Championship and not reaching the Super Bowl and hoisting another Lombardi. And I know Andy Reid is craving one as well, as it's been a few years. So your season-long pick may reign true uh, come Sunday evening, but we have a bruiser of a battle to preview down at Lincoln Financial in Philadelphia, and I will continue to ride with these San Francisco 49ers. I, of course, witnessed the browbeating that the Eagles put down on the New York Giants on Saturday, 
it was a whomping. And the thing that really stuck out to me in that football game is Jalen Hurts was able to create points without using his best weapon in A.J. Brown. Brown was shut down in that game. He was non-existent. And the Eagles managed to hang over 30 points and win by over 30 points. That's how much of a dominant performance that the Eagles put on against a pretty solid defensive unit in the New York Giants. And when you're talking about Jalen Hurts, a man that can move with the football and utilize his weapons, and they're able to score that many points without forming that connection with A.J. Brown, that is a real deal performance that makes me nervous for the 49ers because I am pulling so heavily for them. But on the flip side, the Niners absolutely shut down the Dallas Cowboys, only allowing 12 points in the divisional round of the playoffs. That solidified in my brain how special this San Francisco 49ers defense is. And if they can force at least one, maybe two turnovers, that will be where the game changes in a positive direction for the 49ers so long as Brock Purdy can find his way to the end zone. That's one area where he struggled against the Cowboys is that he was not able to hit a George Kittle or a Debo Samuel or a McCaffrey in the end zone or the red zone. San Francisco has to keep pace offensively to stay alive in this football game and force a turnover too. Really, really good breakdown, bro. This game, look, it's hard for me to pick. I'll admit, as much as I know about them, as much as I love Jalen Hurts, and I'm happy to say, as you know, I've been a fan for five or six years. So him being so, so, so good at the NFL level is no surprise to me. I was a huge fan when he was at Oklahoma. However, I haven't been able to watch this Eagles team as much as I would have liked. They don't have a weakness like on the entire roster. The only weakness I even can think of going into this matchup against a terrific, maybe the best roster in the NFL team that has won 11 games in a row, I believe. I want to say for their last loss we saw together in Milwaukee against the Chiefs. The only thing I worry about for Philadelphia is basically blocking the edge because they're so good on the interior. They have a great run game. Jalen Hurts has multiple weapons. I think the team of destiny, if there were to be one, would be the 49ers. The They've got, I showed you a video I made about Brock Purdy. They've got one of the stories of the sports world. And of course, it truly has been so fun to see for him, for my readers, the fans around here, the football staff and people around here. It's been really, really cool. I don't think this game necessarily is going to come down to Purdy versus Hurts, the way we talked about the quarterbacks in the other game. I actually think it's going to be a little more so with the defenses, right? You mentioned a really good point again, came locked in, about the 49ers offense keeping pace. I think they can. I don't know a team that has better weapons 
But man, it, I, I can confidently say, I mean, I think the Eagles went 14 and three. Basically a 16 and one football team because the two of their losses were with Hurts and the Monday night football game against Washington, I watched, and that was a pretty competitive game. So I've got the Eagles winning. If I had to take a side, again, I think the game's going to be this good. If I had to take a side on the bet, on kind of the lines, I would take San Francisco plus 2.5 or plus 3. I think it's going to be that close. But I just, I think Hurts has been incredible. The defense, like I mentioned, and you know that place is going to be maybe louder than KC. It's going to be crazy. Early mid-afternoon game, Eastern time. Those fans will be camped out since Saturday. It's going to be incredible. Nick, I thought I was excited about the AFC Championship, but good Lord was I wrong because this Eagles and 49ers game, outside of any Bears wins or games that I get hyped for, this might be my favorite game of the entire football season because of the nasty nature of Philadelphia and that fan base hosting a home playoff game this late in the season, that is going to be a gem of an atmosphere, of course, for the home crowd, regardless of the outcome of the football game. If you are a 49ers fan going into the link on Sunday, you best come with some protection because the Eagles are going to be in your earlobe from kickoff all the way down to the final seconds. That is going to be an unbelievable football game if you are in attendance. And Nick, you mentioned a few things there that really resonated with me. You talk about the quarterback matchup. Of course, if it came down to a Hurts versus Purdy, of course Jalen Hurts is going to win that battle. And for those listening, I am an incredible supporter of Brock Purdy and what he is doing in this league right now. He's undefeated in his rookie season as the last pick in the NFL draft. That's unfathomable. And for him to be on this stage means that much more. But of course, the quarterback matchup, Jalen Hurts has been the best player in football all year. He's going to win the MVP. The only area that you mentioned, Nick, this Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, they're one of the best offensive lines in the game, but they're just getting back to healthy, and they have not been at full strength in these playoffs. So. I'm fairly certain that a Dre Greenlaw or a Mufanga or a Bosa is going to build a great deal of pressure on that Eagles front five. So it's truly a matter of can Brock Purdy cross the threshold and get a few touchdowns to his plethora of weapons. And if he can do that, the Niners are on their way to another Super Bowl but this time with a different quarterback, the rookie, Mr. Relevant. Yeah, not a ton more to add as we're kind of wrapping up. I will say, and credit to you for showing so much love uh, to Hertz along with myself, but Mahomes will win the MVP. Uh, that I would probably put my life savings. Just at this point, 
The injuries hurt Jalen. Not saying he wouldn't deserve it. Um, I don't think I'll give a score for this one. I, I kind of basically broke it down. I, I think the Eagles will win by one to three. I think it's going to be another really good game. You mentioned who you're hoping for, and I, I think the Chiefs are really the only spot where I really, really want a team. All these teams are so likable, I feel like, especially kind of in this NFC matchup, I think. A lot of fun stories. But who are you picking here to advance from the NFC? Nick, you talk about these teams all being likable. And what's insane about this group of four is that they've all been to the Super Bowl within the last handful of years. Of course, the Bengals last year, the Chiefs have gone and lost. They've also gone and won. The Niners have gone and lost. The Eagles won with an entirely different group a handful of years ago. These are kind of becoming the blue bloods of the NFL and some of them being unlikely when it comes to the history of the game. Of course, you don't think of a top-tier franchise when you think of the Cincinnati Bengals. So, of course, I am putting my full support in the San Francisco 49ers. And if that defense shows up, I still think they're going to win. And you talk about, oh, what the final score might be. I genuinely believe if the Niners are going to win, which I believe they are, it's going to come down to none other than a Robbie Gold inside 50-yard field goal to propel the Californian team into the Super Bowl once again because Robbie Gold has never missed a kick in the playoffs, not once in his career. And George Kittle, a few years ago, said, we will be back in the Super Bowl when they got embarrassed on the grand stage, and that won't happen again. Brock Purdy, in his rookie season, will lead this team to a Super Bowl. A couple quick hits to wrap up. You must have gotten too <laughs> riled up in your emotions because your pick changed since our mini pre-show production. Also, true shout-out to the 2020 quarterback class. Burrow, top three or four guy. Hurts could have won MVP. You know how we feel about Justin Herbert on this show. Tua showed a lot of flashes. Just wanted to say that as we think of Mostly these young quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, this class makes me feel a little bit old of who's left. He was the oldest of the group, but he's the best. And I, I foresee, again, nobody's going to come at me. They, If they listen, they know the breakdowns. They know how much love I've been showing Brock Purdy. But I think we're going to see a Patrick Mahomes versus Philly and Jalen Hurts Super Bowl. In two and a half weeks. Give me Chiefs Niners and your boy Patrick Mahomes. Hoist his second Vince Lombardi trophy. And in your mind, cements himself as the greatest quarterback, which is preposterous because you got to win a handful plus in order to be mentioned in the same vein as the great Tom Brady. Now, you... <laughs> this has been a blast and you delivered a near perfect show. I've never once called him the greatest. 
because we consider greatest like a career. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, he is the best football player at the quarterback position that I've seen. He does not have all the accolades yet. Folks, Nick went off screen after that comment as he knows it's simply impossible for Patrick Mahomes to go anywhere near seven Super Bowl rings. And the Chiefs will never reach that point as long as Mahomes is in the league. But good Lord, do we have a treat of a championship weekend, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, just up, bear down forever. Good as gold.